We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my beautiful friend. I'm so, so happy to be in your energy today and to be sharing some sacred time with you. I'm sitting in my office. My fireplace is on. It's kind of a cloudy day, so I'm feeling kind of hunkered down and snug as a bug. And I hope you are comfortable and hunkered down and snug as a bug within yourself as well. I think that's where happiness is. It's inside of us. It's not outside of us. So today I want to share with you some things I have learned on my path about the purpose of our lives. You know, years ago, I was super confused about this thing called life. I was in therapy and I was engaged to a very successful man. And from the outside in, everything looked great. But the truth was I didn't feel good on the inside. In fact, I was very, very depressed. And I even fantasized about suicide probably on a daily basis towards the end of that three-year relationship. I was confused and I wanted to understand about the purpose of life. I wanted to find a way to make friends with it. One day I was speaking to a very educated psychologist that I had been seeing for a couple of years. She told me for the third or fourth time that I was clinically depressed and I needed to be on antidepressants. I tried them in the past and they did not make me feel better. In fact, they made me feel worse. I was exhausted and uh, the antidepressants made me even more tired, bone tired, like I couldn't function. It felt like I had cotton batting wrapped around my brain. I couldn't think clearly. I felt very disconnected. So I knew this wasn't the answer for me. I told this therapist, I just want to be happy. Her response surprised me. She goes, you are resisting treatment. And the bottom line is you don't get to be happy. I'm not happy. No one gets to be happy. Well, what I knew for sure was that I wanted to study with someone who was living the example that I wanted to learn. I think it was in that moment I became very clear she was not the teacher for me. And then I set that intention. I want to learn from people that are living the example. I know there are certain people on the planet that are happy. How can they teach me to find my way? Today, I am happy and I'm confident that this is the purpose of my life. My intention now is to help as many people as I can journey to center, line up with their soul self, and find their authentic and sustained happy. But it can take some work. This work can be met with grace. And I do think it can really help to have some clarity about what the heck we are really doing on planet Earth. Today, I'm going to share with you what I have learned to be true. As I have traversed through the healing terrain to my current place and space of peace, prosperity, happiness, and true love. So I'm going to be sharing with you the four reasons I believe we incarnate and then go a little deeper into each of these reasons and how we can work with them and with life from a place of clarity rather than struggle and from a posture of alignment rather than from disconnection. So the four 
primary reasons I believe we are here is to, number one, clean up our karma. Number two, learn the lessons of love. Number three, to share our gifts. And number four, to have a good time. But what I know is there are no shortcuts. And it's hard to have a good time to really be happy if we haven't done some of the work with the first three steps. So I really want to go into that and share that with you and see if it resonates. You know, I always say cherry pick, take what works for you and leave the rest. So you can check in with yourself and figure out if it feels right. Does it feel like a fit? Does this feel true or not? And again, just take what works for you and leave the rest. You've got an inner compass. You um, can discern for yourself what is right and what is true, what is good and what you should keep. So number one, clean up our karma. What does this mean? You know, I believe we all have soul contracts before we come in, but we don't remember what we agreed to. People say, why, why is this? Why can't we remember? Well, if we did, it would be too easy. If life is like a school, which many spiritual teachers say it is, this is not an open book test, nor is it a multiple choice quiz. This is the real deal. We're in the cl classroom. The door is shut. We don't have our books or we don't have our notes. We don't have um, we don't have a cheat sheet. You know, we're really here to do this deal. And again, it would be it would be too easy. So we're here to clean up our karma. We existed before this incarnation and we will exist. Our souls will continue on after this incarnation. So something I was really confused by as I was sitting with this principal in the classroom, we were thinking about how as children, we're pretty much, our hard drives are pretty much in place by the time we're three. Our foundation for our belief systems and the rest of our life that we're gonna build on, the foundation is poured and pretty firm by the time we're three years old. And most of us don't have a lot of memories before we are three. So it doesn't seem very fair. It doesn't make a lot of sense. And my teacher said this to me in a way, and I never had to question it again. They said, we are all born with karma on our plate. And we can't just brush it off and say, no, I'm not going to deal with that. We don't have a choice. Whatever we've been up to, whatever our agreements are, whatever was on our plate, from a karmic perspective is handed to us in this lifetime. And we will deal with the perpetuation of our soul and the choices we made in the past. That to me made a lot of sense. And I quit arguing with what is after that. It made things, um, when I look around on planet earth, the chaos and the craziness, why are some people born rich, some poor, some healthy, some not healthy. It seems very unfair. And perhaps it, is from this side of the veil. But if we can go higher in our perspective, there are real reasons why we're each born into certain circumstances with certain parents, with certain um, outer reality um, experiences. And it's very individualized to each one of us. Nobody is really a victim. So it's all in service to our individual soul growth 
And I believe we hang out with our wise inner counsel, the wise counsel before we incarnate. We talk about our life purpose. We talk about our contracts. We talk about our intentions. But then again, we come into this world and we don't remember any of that. But life will um, usher us along a path and we will have the opportunity to invite the universe in, to invite love in, to invite healing in. We do live on a planet of free will and choice, so we need to participate with this from um, a conscious and invitational way. And back when I was in that therapist's office struggling so much, I think that is when I started to have that conversation within myself. I don't know if it was a prayer at that point. It evolved into one, but I thought, no, this does not resonate for me is true. What this woman is saying, that I don't ever get to be happy, that you just have to choke down life and deal with it that doesn't resonate for me is true. And so I chose and invited a different intention and it ushered me in a different direction in my life. And some of it was scary, some of it was bumpy, some of it was stormy, but I had a very strong intention and probably a strong agreement with my counsel, my inner counsel and with my soul self and source. And I'm grateful that I chose to um, surrender to and participate with life rather than struggle against it, choke down what I don't want. I asked the question I wanted, wanted the answers to, and the teachers showed up right on time. So that is number one. We're here to clean up our karma. We're here to participate with our soul agreements. And even if we can't remember, we can say, you know what? I want to participate. I want to invite spirit in and I want to work with life instead of against life. I want to surrender to love essentially is what we're saying. So number two, number two, we're here to learn the lessons of love. A lot of people are running around trying to look for love outside of them. That was my first book. And that's kind of the introduction of this show. We want love. But True love starts and ends with ourselves. Love does not work and cannot happen from the outside in. And we cannot share what we do not have. So instead of looking for the true love outside of ourselves, we start to relax into the place of love within. I think there's that story about God hiding the keys to happiness somewhere in the world. And it was discussed, do we put the key at the top of the highest mountain? Do we put it at the bottom of the sea? No, it'll be found. No, it'll be found. I know we'll put it within the heart of each human being. They'll never think to look there. And you know what? Most of us don't. I didn't until nothing else worked. Life became completely unworkable and unmanageable. And that's when I started to turn within started to participate with meditation, just simple meditation, just breathing, just closing my eyes and focusing on my breath. That was the start of turning inward. That was the start of finding that little glimmer of light within myself that now has grown into a magnificent sun that is the space and place of love, I'm not looking for love outside of myself. I reside in the place of love within. And the more I do this, the more it is reflected back to me in my life. And even when situations occur where it appears there is no love, I know there is because the essence of every single one of us, if we go deep enough, is love. 
So when I've had challenges in relationships or friendships in my life, my intention is to reconnect and go back to the place of love within myself so that I'm not participating in some dysfunctional dance of, of fear and egos and competition. I want to hold the bar high. I want to stay in that place of love. And so I come back. I come back to my heart. I come back to my alignment with my soul self. And I speak more from that place rather than from that illusion of disconnection and from that place of the mind and fear. And again, that's why my show is called Journey to Center. It's about maintaining that relationship with our heart and our soul and with love and with source. So the lessons of love, once we authentically carve out this space and reside in this space within ourselves, it can ripple out from us to others and into the world. And again, this is when we can start to attract a romantic partnership or loving relationship. And people say to me sometimes, Tammy, when will my beloved show up? When can I manifest my beloved? I said, you know, when it doesn't matter anymore because you're so in joy and peace and in alignment and celebrating yourself and your connection to source that you don't need that other to feel complete. You become really whole, but that is when that other whole person can show up with grace and ease in your life and you can continue to celebrate in a, in a joyful, glorious, um, beautiful, graceful and easy way. And, you know, even if our beloved does show up, we still have to know how to do this work because oftentimes relationships are about, um, bringing up the wounded parts for healing. So if you don't have these basic tools and principles in place, when that, that, that romantic partner, that one you're so infatuated by does show up, that can kind of sweep you along and we can forget to keep doing our inner work. So I think this is such a vital piece of the puzzle to really be whole within ourselves, to really cultivate that alignment and relationship with, um, our higher self and source. So when challenges show up, we can speak from that place of aligned clarity with clear boundaries so that we're not projecting and defending and perpetuating the woundedness. So number one, we're here to clean up our karma. Number two, to learn the lessons of love. And Course in Miracles will say, and a lot of spiritual traditions will say, there's only two things going on, fear and love. And I've been hearing this for many, many years, and now I feel I'm living it and embodying it and understanding it in a deeper way all the time. And it is a process. It happens layer by layer by layer. And it is a journey. So to be gentle with ourselves on that journey, to be kind and compassionate and loving and, and um, patient with ourselves as we move along this process, rather than going into fear and judgment of ourselves. When we can just enjoy the journey, enjoy the process in a place of acceptance, compassion, alignment, and gentleness for ourselves and with the process of life. It does make the journey a lot more enjoyable, a lot more enjoyable. So the third reason we are here is to share our gifts. Every single one of us, you have particular gifts and propensities, things you can do, only you can do in your particular way. 
and that you came here to express and share with others and the world. We are in such joy when we are aligned with our soul self and being a channel for the divine to flow through into the world. And I say creativity is my lifeline to the creator. When people tell me they're not creative, I say that's not true. I don't believe that. If you're breathing, you are an aspect of creative intelligence, therefore creative and intelligent. But we have to expand our thought of what creativity is. How do we define or describe creativity? And it can look like many things. My husband's, uh, one of his favorite creative expressions is a an Excel spreadsheet. And that's not something I enjoy or get, but I can see the value in it. And I appreciate his creativity. I appreciate his gifts. And he's expanded my um, perception of what creativity creativity is. And, and he's um, shared with me the gift of being more organized, more grounded, more detail-oriented in the world. Because I was a little bit... Um, chaotic. He calls me a butterfly. I don't fly in a straight line. <laughs> I'm kind of spiral and spin and dance and I'm not always grounded. So he kind of tethers me and um, his gifts have expanded my perception of um, reality and given me uh, roots in the world. And I think my gifts have expanded in his reality, expanded his life so that he's experiencing more um, joy in the moment, more um, just fun and laughter. I lighten things up in his world as I enjoy my alignment with the universe and my way of beingness, which is, um, I think, silly and sparkly and fun and there's laughter. And um, my creative expression varies a lot. And I just trust the process. Sometimes I feel like painting and it took courage to step into that arena. And now it's not scary. It's a great deal of fun. But then sometimes I feel like I want to sew. I want to design um, clothing. I've, I create with my sewing machine. Now I'm on this. Um, I've, I've created a lot of uh, glass fusion. That's been really fun. And now I'm doing candles. And I never really know what's coming around the bend. Sometimes I create with my writing and poetry and books. And I... At this point, I just really trust the process. I don't tell my heart and soul what it's going to create next. I ask my heart and soul and spirit what it wants to birth through me. And it's it's always shifting. It feels like a kaleidoscope. My husband's very consistent with his joy and his creativity. And mine is always changing. But that's his authentic shape. And that's my authentic shape. And I think when we come into alignment, and relax into our authentic shape. That is where peace, joy, and happiness really, really comes from. So finding your gifts, sharing your gifts, finding your happiness and your joy and what you um, want to express. And if you don't know, you can just start by asking yourself, what would be fun for me to do? We can sometimes get a glimpse of that when we look back at our childhood. Because as children, we don't think, hmm, what do I want to do today? What are my goals? Children don't think that way. They just want to play. 
So what was that play for you? What was that fun for you? What was that joy for you? One of the most fun things for me was just getting a pad of paper and sitting outside and drawing pictures. And so that was a glimpse into the artist's spirit that was um, within me. So what was fun for you? What was joyful for you? And you could ask your inner child, what, what is it you would like to do? What would be fun for you? Something that um, I sometimes recommend that can start the process is just picking up a magazine. Um, we have something called the Learning Annex here. I don't know if you have it where you're at, but just flipping through it and looking at different possible um, classes you can take. What just sparks that interest in you? What seems like fun and not because it should or because you think you need to or have to, just pure, just like, oh, that would be, that would be a good time. I think that would be a good time. And just trust that, trust that it may make no sense at all. This isn't an intellectual process. This isn't from the mind. This is um, from the heart and the soul, something deeper. So to trust that glimmer of that would be fun and just take it like a breadcrumb and snack on it. And then the next one can reveal and the next one can reveal and the next one can reveal. It can be a really interesting process and it can take courage because you're stepping into the mystery. You're letting go of control and of how things should look. You're letting go of the steering wheel and asking your heart to take over rather than your mind, which isn't um, necessarily a, an adult or mature way to do things on planet earth, but it is a spiritually mature way to navigate is becoming a spiritual adult in this world. Because what we don't want to do is participate in the insanity of this reality, thinking that that's, that's it. I was reading something interesting the other day about psychology. It's like, no, nah, that's not probably the path you want to go down because it's about functioning in a dysfunctional world in a um, average way. And my soul wanted something more than that. And I hope yours does too, because that's where, again, our true happiness comes from. So the fourth and final reason I believe we're here is to have a good time, to be in joy, to celebrate, to live our bliss, to live our bliss. That's why we're here. Joseph Campbell says, follow your bliss. But I think when we're really disconnected from our soul, and if we haven't done some of the work with the first three steps, we have no idea what that means. If I would have been sitting in that psychologist's office years ago, and the psychologist said, follow your bliss, I would have looked at her like she was an alien, because it, it would have made no sense. It did not compute. It would not compute. But again, as I participate in, in the steps that I've shared with you here on this show, um, I have found my bliss. And it's been a very natural, sweet, and peaceful evolution. There's been bumps in the road, but there's been a lot of grace. There's been a lot of support from the divine. There's been a lot of um, God winks and synchronicity and ease. And so now today, my life is really a dance and celebration. It's a connection with the divine. And I want that for you too. That's why I'm spending time with you here on Empower Radio. And it is why the name of my show is Journey to Center. The kingdom of heaven is within. And as you spend more time within yourself, aligned with your soul self in the eye of the storm, you will, finding, you will find yourself relaxing into your authentic shape and feeling better. 
This is how you find your happy and then can ripple it out and share it with the world. My hope and prayer for you today is that you know yourself as the exquisite, unique being that God designed and created you to be. I hope you are dancing in your own light and celebrating yourself. You are the light of the world. You are the child in whom God is well pleased. You are loved unconditionally and adored completely. You were created with love, by love, and for love. I hope you're relaxing into that place and space of love within yourself and enjoying the exquisite beauty and the peace that comes from that and then being able to celebrate it in the world and connect with other people of like mind. If you need some help or support with this, it is why I've created the guided meditation on my website and the ebook. And it is free. It's a gift from my heart to yours to support you in aligning with your soul self and enjoying your unique expression in the world. You are divine. You are exquisite. You are undescribably beautiful, unfathomably amazing, and designed to shine. Again, it's my honor and pleasure and privilege and purpose to be connecting with you. I hope you feel the heart connection and my appreciation for your presence in my life. And if you want to be in touch, I invite it and um, would be so, so happy to hear from you. If you want to write to me at TammyBPhD at gmail.com, I'm on Facebook at Journey to Center or Tammy Balashevsky and on Instagram. To me, the greatest blessing of this experience is relationship and I'm so grateful to be in relationship with you God bless you take very good care of yourself you're my heart and prayers onward and upward bye for now